0: Let's go Go to 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 14. That's all my announcements for right now. 2 Kings chapter 6. I'm finishing. The Lord told me I could go ahead and finish this exposure series. Amen. So we're finishing it today. Um, again, the year of exposure, 2024, where things that are hidden are coming into the light. Amen. And so we believe that. I hope that you've been taking everything in. And applying it. I hope the messages have been um, helping you during this time as we are moving and progressing through this year. Okay? I believe God has given us something to finish it out. It's not where I originally intended, but God knows best. I work for Him. Amen. Verse 14. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. It's really Syria, but it's New Living Translation. Verse 15, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man called to Elisha or Elisha, no matter whatever one you want to say. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and, went, um, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. I want to talk to you to close this series out that I am surrounded. I'm surrounded. I want you to look at somebody and say, you are surrounded. I was here in church in the morning. Um, Yesterday morning, I got here around six and I was praying and straightening up and different things like that here in the church. And um, me and my in my devotional time, um, I just felt in a sense the Lord whispered in my ear, say, "Hey, I want you to tell people, tell TCF as we're moving throughout the year, no matter what's going on, that they are surrounded. They are surrounded. You are surrounded as you're was things are coming into light as you're walking into the light and when you walk into light there's going to be a lot of things exposed to you in this year of exposure but don't let it fear don't make it don't allow it to make you afraid or be fearful yeah. because God God said I heaven is backing you up heaven is backing you up say heaven is backing me up amen yeah, So heaven is backing us up Heaven is backing you up And so here's, here's the reality I don't have a long message for you It's really plain So let me just give you some background Of what's going on So um, right at this time Elisha the prophet He has succeeded Elijah And so Elisha has done many things already He's raised up young boys to, the, to life He's also um, the axe head Called it to come back out That happened in the earlier verses Here in chapter 6 and so now we find ourselves where you know he was the prophet during a time where the king of Israel was wicked, all right and so but because he was wicked and he didn't really care for him because of what he had introduced to Israel, yet he God had a, a man of God in the in the person of elisha to be the mediator or the intercessor between the two um, and that's really important to understand because God, like I told you a few weeks ago, God's purposes are bigger than people. That means is that no matter what's going on, God is going to sustain his people no matter who's in charge or no matter what's going on. And so that gives us hope today in our present reality that even then when you are experiencing things are open up, you got corrupt leadership and all of this stuff going on in the land, that God is still the king. And that God is going to sustain, preserve, and keep his people. And so the king of Syria or Aram, as they say, as the New Living Translation uh, had there, uh, uh, which was at the time Ben-Hadad, he, ladies and gentlemen, wanted to uh, siege Israel. He wanted to siege Israel. He had great plans to siege it. And every time he, he tried to act on his plan, God whispered in the ear of Elisha at night and told him what the king Uh, Ben-Hadad was going to do and so he told the king of Israel don't you do that avoid this because the king is trying to set you up for your demise and so as that keeps happening the king trying to figure out Syria uh, Ben-Hadad he's trying to figure out who is telling him these plans who is who is telling the king of Israel how would they know and so in his mind he start getting paranoid he start feeling like somebody in here is lying Somebody is a snitch, and if you don't tell me who it is, somebody about to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he feels. Because I got these good plans. I'm trying to siege. I'm trying to take over. Who's telling them? And so the servant was like, ah, not me, I ain't telling nobody. They was all like, ah, I don't know. What you talking about, there, Red. I don't know what you're talking about, King. And so they said, and so he said, no, somebody. So he came up with another plan. Mm-hmm. All right. He comes up with another plan. God whispers back into the prophet's ear again. Because as the scripture says that, you know, God reveals things to his prophets. Amen. And so not only that, but God is revealing things to you because you got the Holy Spirit too. Amen. And our new dispensation. And so the reality is as uh, uh, as he, he, you know, makes up this, you know, grandioso plan to trap Israel and the king and take over. God tells Elisha once again. And Elijah tells the king, not because he likes the king, because he cares more about the people than the actual ruler. Because God cares about his people. So he tells him again, don't you do this. And so then Ben-Hadad is getting, oh, he is furious. How did he know this time? Who is telling him? And then some wise servant in there say, hey, I think it's that dude Elisha, that prophet guy, telling the king what you got in store. And then everybody, yeah, I think it's him too. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be him. It's got to be him telling them. That's what they're saying. it got to be him. So the king says, so okay, this is what we're going to do. We got to remove him because if we remove him, then we get everybody else because God won't be able to tell him nothing or he won't be in a position to get to the king. We're going to kill him. That's what we're going to do. The best way for him not to get to the king, kill him. That's what we're gonna do. So he said, Hey, we're gonna send all of our chariots, we're gonna send all of our horses just for one person. All of this for one person. We're gonna send all of this at him, and we're gonna overwhelm him, we're gonna kill him. So we are now here in the text. And here in the text, Elisha's servant goes out one morning thinking everything cool. He goes out like on his normal on his normal business. He goes up and say, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a whole horses, chariots, everybody out here. Everybody. He goes back into the house where Elisha is. He said, hey, they got horses, chariots. We about to die. Oh, we definitely going to die. It was nice knowing you. It was nice working with you, but we going to die. He was fearful. He was afraid. He did not know what was going on or what was going to happen. That's right, that's right. All right, while all of this is going on, Elisha is chilling. Mm. He is—he is cool. He's not worried about all of what they got going on. Come on, come on, come on. The reason why Elisha's not worried about all that's going on is because it's history with God. He's not afraid of what's going on. He's not afraid of what's happening around them. It's not intimidating him. because you know why a person brings all of that to intimidate you. You know why the enemy throws his best at the children of God to intimidate you, to make you feel low, to make you to make you to uh, uh, draw back or shrink back in your position in God. But Elisha, ladies and gentlemen, which is oh man, that's nice. Hey, did you not hear what I said? There's horses and chariots out here, man. Did you not hear? They coming to kill. That's nice. <laughs> That's cool, you know. We fine. Yo, I'm telling you, we good. Bro, it's, it's you and me, and there's thousands of them. How are we going to overcome them? We good. <laughs> we, we are good. We're, we're, we're quite all right. What are you talking about, man? Like, don't, don't you get it? They all are stacked. The odds are stacked up against us. Don't you get it? The economy is what it is. We don't know who's about to be the next president. We don't know about this. I got bills, inflation, all of this stuff. It's all piling up against me. Then I got a word from God so to say to do this in this time. Are you God, are you... We good yeah, yeah, yeah. we good. It ain't, it's, it's, it's nothing to worry about here. Why was Elisha so calm because he knew something and he knew something that his servant didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew his God. That's it, that's it. And he knew that whatever was in front of him was not bigger than, was, was not bigger than what was behind him. That's what he knew so as you're going through this year y'all you have to understand that there's going to be times as you're moving and when we're talking about you're moving and walking into the light that means when you're walking in the light you're walking in your purpose you're walking in the will of god there's going to be things to try to intimidate you along the journey but not even just intimidation there's going to be times where you see what god is doing and excited but yet nervous at the same time because you don't know how it's going to play out and then sometimes fear can kind of grip your heart because you don't want to you don't know what's going to be on the other side there's a level of uncertainty but yet you trust god but yet you have the duality of your spirituality and your natural uh reality uh uh, natural reality at the same time and so with this with this duality that you have here while one side is uh, full of faith there's another side that's kind of like i don't know So the war between your spirit and your flesh is going to constantly be at work with you because you are nervous about the outcome because the outcome is outside of your control. It's outside of your control. And if you're like me, I want to know the outcome that was oh i can run farther if i know the outcome but the god is he, he we prophesy in part you're not going to get the outcome of how it's going to turn out matter of fact you'll get the outcome but you don't know what is going to happen in between to get you there So the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, we're here and the servant is nervous. And if you go to verse 14, no, verse 15, actually, this is what's happening. When the servant of the man of God, he said, oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elijah. Verse 16. Then he says, watch this. Don't be afraid. Elijah told him, "For there are more of us more on our side than on theirs. He told him, don't be afraid. You know what I like about this? Because there's a lot of times when Jesus came to the disciples, y'all, he would tell them, fear not, fear not, fear not. not." not. Matter of fact, in John uh, uh, chapter 14, we quote this around the time of funerals and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But you got to take it to heart. He's telling you, fear not, for I have overcome the world. He's telling you, Jesus tells us to take heart take heart take courage what he's trying to what elisha's trying to get through his servant don't be afraid take heart yes sir, yes sir. and this is why you can take heart for there's more on our side than on theirs yes, yes, yes. but the, but guess what he wasn't trying to convince the servant that was more on their, uh, uh more with him uh, uh, uh more with them than it was them because guess what elisha knows that but he don't know that reality You say, say, Pastor, I understand it. You can have the faith. You can have the confidence. But I'm trying to get it to you too. Because I know what God can do because of my history with God. It's time for you to understand in your history of what God has done for you. To trust him for the next in your life. I can tell you all day until I'm blue in the face that there are more on your side than on theirs. I can tell you until you're blue in the face that God has great purpose and destiny on your life, especially when you've given your life to Christ now and there's a destiny that he's shaped before the foundation of the world. But you're not going to believe that because you're blinded because all you see is what is naturally around you. All you see is what your natural senses are telling you that this situation is going to be. That is going to end in a death. That is going to end with us, our heads on the line. And so what he's trying to, what Elijah's trying to wake up into him, and what I'm trying to wake up in us, is that you can never discount the spiritual reality even in the natural. Because everything is spiritual. You cannot discount God just because of what you see. Because the heavenly reality is still present. You think that demonic presence are going to outrule God in his presence? No Hallelujah, it don't happen like that You got to realize that even in your life when you feel yourself being overwhelmed When you feel like there's things that are bigger than it's outside of your control You got to remember that if it's outside of my
1: control, that means God must be controlling it somewhere That means something's about to work out in my good. Ah, you got to really believe what Romans 8 tells you that all things working together the good the bad the ugly the indifferent of your life and it's turning around in your favor say I hear you here's the reality you gotta realize that where there is a man to pray there's a God to answer
0: so what he's trying to do is awaken him to the spiritual reality what is he trying to awaken him to? That he's trying to tell him that y'all, let me tell you something, servant. We are surrounded. I don't see it, but I'm trying to tell you what well, this is. What Elisha knew that number one, that he was surrounded by the angelic host. That's what he's trying to tell him that the angelic host is surrounding us. You don't see him, but they're there hallelujah how how we know this psalm 91 verse 11 and 12 tells us uh uh, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go verse 12 says they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone it ain't that. Listen, we don't praise angels and all of that stuff like that. And I know sometimes when somebody dies in our grief, we say, oh, another angel has gone on and all that stuff. Listen, when you die, you were a human when you got here. You're a human when you die. Amen. They ain't become no angel. God already got enough of those. Amen. And, but here's where we have. The reality is, is that what they are, angels serve you. You don't serve them, but they serve you. How are you going to have some angel numbers? There ain't no such thing as that. That ain't nothing but demonic thing that you're messing with. There ain't nothing. You cannot, well, there's a fallen angels trying to tell you what to worship and tell you that these numbers got something to do with your destiny. Nothing got nothing to do with your destiny outside of the God of the universe who already been planted before the foundation of the earth. Say, I hear you
1: i don't serve no angels they serve me the reality of the matter is they serve god and they also serve me and so when god says i've given them charge that means they come to you as ministering spirits They cover you in the songs of deliverance. You have to realize that even in the New Testament, it tells you how they come and they come as deliverance.
0: When how do I know this? When Jesus was weak after he was tested, ladies and gentlemen, in the in the wilderness, what did
1: they come? They came and ministered to him. God the Father sent the angels to minister to him, to meet him, because he was spiritually depleted. And also he was physically depleted after his testing but it don't stop there because when you go into the garden which i call the garden of decision when jesus was making a decision even he was going to die on the cross or not and he finally accepted the will of god not that he was rejecting it but he said all right i'm gonna go through this what happened is what the angels of the lord came and strengthened him and you know what I like? That They didn't strengthen me for something good that was about to happen. They strengthened me even in what was going bad in my life. See, you preach the Bible and only one day all things are going to go well for you. Oh, no, there's going to be a hell that you got to walk through. And the angels of the Lord will strengthen you. I don't know if you need some strength from God, but listen. Know, sometimes you're receiving strength to go through a battle. A battle. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. The angelic hosts, they are surrounding us, yes, sir, <laughs> <A battle. laughs> they serve me. Hallelujah. I don't worship angels. Cause they serve me and they serve my God, my father. Hallelujah. This is what he do. The angelic hosts are with me. I'm surrounded by the host, whole host of heaven and they army. What I got to be afraid for? I'm gonna keep on chilling, cooking my breakfast. You chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, this, ain't, this ain't nothing but light work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As the young folk would you. say. Yes, yes, Amen. It's light work. I'm not worried about them. He's like, all right, I, I, I get it. I get it. Why else was Elisha not worried? Because I'm going to take us up to where we are in this dispensation. Because where we are, why we're surrounded, but we're surrounded by intercession. We are surrounded by intercession, by the best intercessor you could ever have. Hebrews 7 verse 25 says this. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to what? With God on who? Who's the there? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, does this mean, Pastor, that he's going to get me out of a lot of stuff? No. No because nah. sometimes in his intercession while you're going through it he's praying that your faith won't fail how do I know this you know Peter Satan tried to sift you as wheat but he's Jesus said I prayed for you That your faith would not fail. You have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that you have a chief intercessor. That Jesus ever lives. That is his role in heaven at the right hand of the Father to make intercession on your behalf. You know what that word means? That means he gets in the gap between you and it. He gets in the gap for you and your family. He gets in the gap for you and your job. He gets in the gap and he intercedes for you. There are some things that you avoided because he interceded. There were some things that you did not see
1: because he interceded. There was things that he blocked because he interceded. There were some things that he allowed because he interceded. The reality is that he makes intercession. He gets right in the middle between you and God and he intercedes.
0: I'm trying to tell you, like Elisha was trying to encourage the servant, there's more on our side than what is of theirs. And it don't take, ladies and gentlemen, you got to realize today, as you go through this year, because I know sometimes we look at social media, and when you put stuff out there, you may see negativity and all of that stuff. I know we've seen it as a church at times, and we just block comments in any way. But guess what? You got to realize there's more people who are pulling for you than what is against you. You may not feel like your family got your back. You may feel like your friends are as fickle as the wind. But the reality, you got to remember that even if you're in isolation, right now there's more for you than what's against you there's more people who want to see you do good than bad don't
1: get into that mindset that you got a room full of haters where they at they got a room full in your mind don't give the enemy no foothold in your life don't try to make things up all you gotta do is keep doing what you're doing because the bible says that he prepares a table in front of my enemies as I'm walking as i
0: I don't gotta worry about them. You on your job? You got some uh, back and drawback? I'm not caring about that because at the end of the, at the end of the day, when it all the dust settles, He gonna keep the righteous. He's gonna keep the righteous. What you gotta worry about? I'm surrounded. He's making intercession for me. Not only is he making intercession, but the third person in the Godhead, He intercedes with moanings, groanings that cannot be uttered. There's more for me than what's against me. There's more for me than what the odds may be stacked against us. because God is keeping us. God has us. what? Surrounded. I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded," he said. "They have us surrounded." Here's the thing: faith is not ignorance. It's not ignorant. See, people want to make you feel bad because you got faith, and I say you are a fool if you don't. Come on. And you are a fool in whatever you put your faith in, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. because all faith ain't equal, Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and whom you put it in is not equal neither. Yes,
1: <laughs> Oh,
0: it's weird to have faith. I'm telling you it's weird for you not. <laughs> it's weird for you not. Because you have nothing that oh I just it's it's the control. What is it I'm controlling? You controlled by something, one or the other. People don't want to believe, ah, I'm my own person. No, you're not. You are either a worker of iniquity or you are righteous. It's either one. You are a slave to sin or you a slave to God. Which one are you going to be? It's your choice. You were shaped and born into iniquity. There ain't nothing good about you. There ain't nothing good about you and I's character outside of God. That's why we got to be reborn. That's why we got to be regenerated, meaning born again. That means we got to give our life to Christ. That means that we got to allow the work of his finished cross to do and shape us and mold us into what God has already said. Because when he sees us, he sees his son. and and sanctification is shifting and molding us into what God already sees I have a chief intercessor not only am I surrounded because I have the angelic host not only am I surrounded ladies and gentlemen because I have the greatest intercessor making intercession for me but lastly not only am I (laughs) oh man before I give this last one not only do I have that but here's the other thing. Not only am I surrounded, but I'm also surrounded by two, things that, by, by two unique things that will never leave me. What do I mean by that? I have goodness, mercy. then I have mercy. So wherever I go, goodness and mercy is following me. Come here, AP. Come here, Prince. All I, whatever move I make, I still got goodness and I got mercy. Come here, y'all. I got goodness, that's goodness. Come on, move man <laughs> and mercy. And so mercy is, is behind me, and goodness is behind me. So wherever I go, goodness and mercy is following me. And then when something comes up, here come mercy.
1: Mercy, while it's following me, comes in blocks and get in front of me because it's following me wherever I go. <laughs>
0: Ah, Thank y'all gentlemen. I got goodness and I got mercy. That means at all times the mercy of God. That's why the Bible says it is of the Lord's mercies that you are not consumed. Why? Because it's
1: following you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Woo!
1: Have you ever found yourself in some Oh my God places that you put yourself in And you were asking God like Yo can I get some mercy Cause I know right now Listen I got hooked up with the wrong person Now I'm stuck with them the rest of my life I got all this stuff going on And I need the mercy of God to help me Needed mercy. Mercy,
0: mercy I needed some mercy I needed the goodness of God To lead me to repentance, I needed that. As I close, I really need football to come back. Can't even make any jokes about it. Basketball season's here, but it's been boring. I'm almost finished. On it's been boring. I wait for the playoffs. March Madness is around the corner. It's coming. This year, I'm believing that the Lord is going to whisper in my ear like He did Elijah. If they have that million-dollar tournament, amen. I get everything right, amen.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm coming back now. So, not only do I have uh, uh, angelic host surrounding me, not only I got the chief intercessor, goodness and mercy. Lastly, it's not so much of what is around me, surrounding me, as much as it is what to, of who is in me. I have the abiding presence of Jesus in the person of the Holy Spirit in me. Say the Holy Spirit is in me. He is not an it. He is a person. The person of the Godhead is in you. Hallelujah. How do we know this? As I come to a close, wrong, uh, 1 John chapter 4 verse 1 says, "There." Uh, it says, but you belong to God. My dear children, you have already what? Won a victory over those people because the spirit who what? Lives lives is what? Greater. What? What do you say? One more time and, and say it confidently. He said, because the spirit of who? The spirit who lives where? In you. Lives in who? And you is greater than what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Who is he referring to? He's referring to Satan, the demonic principalities, powers. He's saying that he is what? Greater. He's saying that that the Holy Spirit inside of you is greater. The heavenly hosts are greater than any principality that you fight against. Anything, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You're, you're fighting against powers, principalities that are at work in people, that are at work in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, in you're in your greater because of who is in you. I'm not great apart from God. I'm great because I'm with him. And not only am I with him, that he's in me.
1: Hallelujah.
0: (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Romans 8.11. It says it this way. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in who? You. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living with you within you so this same spirit that raised Christ from the dead the Holy Spirit is in you and as I come to a close ladies and gentlemen as we see here in this text when we go back to 2nd Kings the 16th chapter I mean in 2nd Kings chapter 6 verse 16 here's what he says don't be afraid Elijah told him for there are more on our side than are ours. I put up to you and told you that there's more. Now, verse 17, here's my prayer for you. Verse 17, then Elisha prayed, Oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Yeah. My prayer for you is that you would see. Today you would see that the Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire yeah. waiting for them to try to do something. Yeah. What am I trying to tell you? The reason why fear can grip us so much is because we don't see the heavenly reality. We discount the heavenly reality. We don't understand it. And so because we don't always see or feel God in certain things, then you, get, uh, you feel hopeless that nothing is going to turn around and that God is not going to ultimately work it out for your good, no matter what is in the in-between stage. And so as we wrap this series up, I go back to Isaiah 60, verse 4 and 5. And here's the important reason why you have to keep your eyes open. Why your eyes must be open spiritually. It says lift up your eyes all around you and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Verse 5 says this. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy. Here's what I like about this. Is that when I told you when Pastor Dom started the first Sunday and then I came back and told you the next Sunday, Israel was in a time of feeling depressed because of all of what was happening they were in, and they were in uh, uh, judgment and all of this stuff but there was there were, what was happening is is that God used the man of God to prophesy a future event that he already saw that already happened. Meaning that this is an end time event that everyone's gonna come near and far, that your eyes are gonna be open. Jerusalem will once be alive again, and that they will all come into the life. Here's the reality: is this is that Jeremiah that Isaiah was trying to give them a spiritual reality and trying to uplift them while they are in their current state. And the reality of the matter is you don't realize that when you are all when your eyes awaken, you start having your heart filled with joy because you start understanding like oh no i even though i'm going through this and i see what's around me that god is with me and when you understand that you start swelling up with joy you become radiant because those who know their god they will be without shame because you know that your god is greater you know that your god is bigger that the host of heaven is on your side that the host of heaven is backing you up and what becomes
1: is is that you start filling up that's when david said that i would have fainted yet i see." The key word is that I've seen That you gotta know I've seen the goodness of God And when I've seen it, something jumps up inside of me That I can keep going on Because the hand of God has been merciful in my life He said, I've been young and I've been old But I have never seen the righteous forsaken Nor his seed begging for bread I've never seen it and that means it's never gonna happen
0: I tell you the truth, it's not gonna happen because I've seen it, and what I've seen, you can't tell me or talk me out of what I've seen. Call me crazy, I just have the faith enough to believe it. Hallelujah! I have the faith enough to see it and take a hold of it by faith. That's what I have the faith to see because he said what's going to happen is the abundance of the sheep shall be turned to you. He said the wealth of the Gentile shall come to you. What's going to happen is when the Bible said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Let me tell you something you got to have the faith deceived by spiritual eyes while you're in where you are while you're in the industry that you're in while God planted you there because the wicked's wealth is going to get transferred into
1: your hand. It's already stored up for you but you got to have the spiritual sense to say I'm going to take it I'm going to take it because God is going me I don't gotta be intimidated yeah you may think that you need all of this and this and that until you really get in it and really see that you didn't need all of that all you needed was God yourself and did enough study to get into where you're getting it and you'll take it over
0: hallelujah 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 you gotta tell yourself cause guess what you may be fighting the enemy but your worst enemy can be you yeah. hallelujah Don't fight yourself. Don't become an enemy
1: of yourself. Don't become an enemy of yourself. Don't allow your self-destructive nature to self-destruct what God wants to do in your life because you don't believe it's possible or this is too good to be true. Yeah, it's too good to be true because God is too good to be true. It shouldn't be this possible where this God will love me despite who I am but that's just who he is.
0: I am surrounded. I'm surrounded hallelujah as i progress through this year i'm surrounded i got the hand of god around me and guess what that's why i'm trying to tell us TCF. that's why we don't have to fear we don't have to fear tomorrow let me tell you something the other day hallelujah fear almost tried to grip me and almost make me want to call the leasing agent and tell them hey, hey we ain't moving forward that anymore oh my god i just had a sudden just this urge of, i don't know if this has ever happened to you but when you know what you're working on and have ahead, then this fear try to grip you this <laughs> Nervous feeling, anxiety, trying to build up in you. And I was feeling myself feeling early anxiety, uh, much anxiety and fear about. Oh God, God, I don't know what's going to happen if we knock this. We comfortable now, but I don't know what that's going to happen. And now all of this stuff, stuff. And then all the matter, all of all of a sudden, I caught myself say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute. This ain't you, man. This ain't you,
1: ladies and gentlemen." I started this on a faith journey. I was preserved through this on a faith journey. Why you? You think god gonna stop being with me now god kept me in my family when we was on uh, in a certain day why would god not keep us now god preserved us even when things were tight why would he not do it now and all of a sudden, something rolls up begin to roll. rolls up in me. They say, I'd rebuke that that's trying to come up in my spirit. i call it back to the pit of hell. And i tell her the faithfulness of God. That God has kept me. And that he's a keeper of Israel. That he knows the slumbers. Nor does he sleep. But he keeps on him. He keeps on keeping me. That if he, called oh my God, if I keep my mind stayed on him. He will keep me in perfect. Cause as I told you last Sunday, the Bible says that he calls the eyes of the Lord, go from to and fro to see who he can show himself strong on.
0: God want to make himself strong on your behalf God want to make himself strong on your behalf so what am I encouraging you with if you see something in front of you that's intimidating guess what you don't have to fear you good
1: we good why are we good because God is with us and he's greater than what's against us now what shall we say unto these days come on Lord I feel you uh, if God before me who can be against me if God to never forsake me even when your mother and father forsake you God will
0: stand here you may feel like you're surrounded you are but you're surrounded with something bigger And what's in front of you. (laughs) I preach from a place of belief. I don't preach this to you because I don't believe it. This ain't a folk tale. This ain't no fairy tale to me. I'm not selling you hope. I'm selling you a real thing. A lot of people try to sell things to you that they don't buy. I bought this at the age of eight years old. Because everywhere I've been, the Lord made me a promise at eight. If you give me your life, I will do things in your life you've never seen or imagined. And I stand here as a witness that God has done that. There are people who I've met There's connections that I have because God took me in places, rooms even before the age of 21. Why? Because I believe this thing. The reality is you got to believe it for yourself. I'm preaching because it's my conviction. But what are you convicted about? What's your conviction? If this is not your conviction, you're gonna stumble and you will fall. And guess what? You will throw it out as easily as you try to receive. People tell well, you know, you got great people, they throw away the scriptures and they turn on ministry because it never was a true conviction. Something you're really convicted about, it's hard for somebody to sway you. Here's the reality. As you move in this year of exposure, you're gonna have some things in your journey. You're gonna have some things along this path this year. Some things are gonna leave you confused, but other things are gonna be like, wow, God, this is coming into the light. Things I was praying five years ago, I see it now. I was in this room yesterday. I heard the Lord say so clear son everything you dealt with in the first five years of this ministry you're going to see what I prepared you for in the first five because the back end of your your, your, your second half of before y'all reach this decade you tell that church they ain't seen nothing yet I tell you over your life you ain't seen nothing yet you can either you receive this by faith or you think that this is another preacher just trying to make me feel good I don't care about making you feel good all I care about is making you go into the promises
1: of God
0: because guess what I'm walking out my own salvation I give this to you because I'm called to do it whatever you do it or not that ain't got no that has no thing on me even for when, no bearing on when I get to God and he say son what did you do with the time I gave you well, God, I, I multiply what you put in my hands. Hallelujah. I had $1,000 in my account. Hallelujah. I had $1,000 started on a credit card. Hallelujah. And look up and see what the Lord has done. <laughs> I don't got this, Lord. All I got is a little. <laughs> That's all I need. Lift your hands as just begin to worship God. Thank you, Jesus. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hallelujah, you need to tell them. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hallelujah, put it in your spirit. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And this is how I fight my battles. And this is how I fight my battles, yes Lord, oh, this is how I fight my, this is how I fight my battles, yes Lord, Yo. hey, this is how, this is how I fight my battles, yeah, it may look
1: like, oh, it may look like I'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you it may look it, it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by
0: you it may look it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you
1: it may look like i'm surrounded it may look like yeah. i'm surrounded Ooh. but i'm surrounded One more by time. you it may I'm surrounded, but yes, I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I, am it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by society. And this is how I, fight, this this is is how
0: I, I fight, fight my battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You fight your battles with praise and worship. And this is how I fight my battles. Yes, Lord. Oh, this is how, this is how And this is how I fight my battles. Yeah,
1: this is how I fight sick. This is how I fight my battles.
0: If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, I give you the opportunity to know him, a God that stands with you, a God that will be there and never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He loved us so much that he sent his son that whoever would believe on him will not perish but have everlasting life this is the promise of every believer is everlasting life but not only everlasting life for eternity but everlasting life now that we can experience the joy and the peace of God in the Holy Spirit I give you that opportunity listen if you want to rededicate your life back to Christ i give you the opportunity to do that right now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus not only that but if you want to partner with this church make it official if you want to officially partner with the church you need a church home you need to be covered we need to make sure that i know i'm covering you i don't know i'm gonna give you the opportunity to know to, to partner with us today i would love to be your pastor and love to serve you listen if you don't know jesus Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge I am a sinner, and I'm in need of a savior. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried, and that you rose again, and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. And today, I'm making you the Lord over my life. In Jesus' name. Those of you watching that online, if you said that prayer, text that number on the screen. Those of you in person, make your walk down this aisle if you want to get saved today or rededicate your life to Christ. And also, this call is for if you want to officially become a partner of TCF, you can meet us down at this aisle right now. I would love to shake your hand and welcome you. We want to welcome you to the family household. Don't y'all be scared to come down no aisle. Don't y'all be scared. Ain't nobody nobody about to hurt you. Ain't nobody got no cooties. So, if you want to officially make your way and partner with this church, we want to celebrate you. Ask somebody, say, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you got a church home? Listen here, I'll walk down with you. I'll walk down with you. Got a church home? You good? All right. Give God praise. I'm going (laughs) to give God praise. Hallelujah. Listen, let me do this. Let me do this really quickly. Let me do this really quickly before we leave. Listen, while I was doing all of that, the Lord began to whisper into my ear and say, Darnell, I need to bless you. The Lord told me to bless you. What I mean by that is to give you a blessing and surround in, in the, the the host of heaven is about to surround you like never before. In Jesus' name. Listen, I don't know everything. I, I don't know everything, I don't know anything that's going on right now or anything like that, but the Lord told me to tell you that it's settled in Jesus' name. It is settled. I don't know what that is, but it is settled. The word settled, that God is settling. Not only that, but, okay, I hear you now. Uh, not only that, but settled specifically and the, and the, in the, um, it's settled as it pertains to your uh, family and family dynamics. Things are getting settled in the name of Jesus Christ. And not only is it getting settled, but as you move into this new grace, uh, as you move into this new grace in the next chapter of your life, not only this next chapter, but this is also a blessing for you too, Jennifer, that God said, I'm going to bless y'all and I'm going to keep and sustain the very thing that you give unto me. And he said, don't you lean to the the left or to the right, because what's going to happen is is that there's different things that will try to pull or be distractions or try to separate what God is doing for the both of you. All right. And so that has been a point of contention. And the Lord told me to tell you that it is settled in the name of Jesus Christ. The wicked one will you will see they fall at your feet. You will see that the enemies you've seen today, you will no longer see No more in the name of Jesus Christ. Not only that, but God said that even in your personal business, that even this year will be one of the greatest years you've ever seen far as business wise. That God is going to do such great things in the area of your business that until something to exit, hallelujah, you won't be in that shop for long in Jesus name. That God is going to give you an expansive clientele that you're going to have your own uh, particular salon, salon as an individual person in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ that's what he's about to do he said if you trust me with it if you really trust me he told me to tell you that you will see it this year hallelujah the reason why you haven't seen it in all the other years because God was trying to do things in your life and I hate to say this but you were playing around but the Lord told me to tell you that he said it's all settled he said just walk into it and you will see one of the best years You and even your future bride is about to see. And I I can't say a blessing over you and not say a blessing over her. I hear the Lord also say this. He said, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't concern yourself with things that are above your control. Sweetie, it's not your fault. Hallelujah. That you are surrounded this year I'm gonna tell you this there's battles that you've been fighting all the way up to this moment and God's saying that listen the battle's not yours this year with your eyes only you will see the reward of the wicked in the name of Jesus Christ this year you're not gonna fight this God said step aside and let me fight it for you he said this year you're gonna learn that your silence will be golden because your silence tells every demon in hell, I'm not bothered. In the name of Jesus, I, I hear you. I tell you, your Lord God, glory. Our God going to put a spirit of stillness and rest in you that you're not bothered. You're going to say things, you're going to see things, it ain't going to bother you. It's just going to, hallelujah, it's going to bounce off because you ain't concerning yourself about it no more. It ain't yours. feed off of responses you ain't feeding off of it no more in the name of Jesus come on tell them in the name of Jesus we decree and declare the blessing of the Lord over you in the name of
1: Jesus if you believe that I tell you give God a great praise in here receive it like it was your own receive it like it was your own I tell you I have it seen